we are setting some things in place and uh, Mel is on her way in and uh, hey Tanya how you doing hey we are uh, uh, please go out and um, and we'll mention this periodically throughout the night um, but we want everybody to go out and register for the conference um, that's coming up and uh, to get ready for that um, it's going to be an exciting, exciting time. Uh, my mama is even coming down. <laughs> Ain't that a trip? So uh, we're excited about that. But please go out and register. Um, and you're able to do that on the invitation. Um, that's on our page. Uh, you're able to go out and take you to Eventbrite. If you, do go, if you don't want to go to the page, you can go right to Eventbrite and uh, type in Doing Marriage with Robin Mail. Um, and you, hey D, uh, you see you call us on time this time, D. It's good to see you. Uh, you can um, go to Eventbrite and type in uh, doing marriage with Rob and Mel, um, and type in the location uh, for Myrtle Beach, and it'll come up. And it is fifteen dollars per couple. Hey Mama, I see Mama. See, we here. Uh, just told them that you were um, already got your 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 room booked and everything. Yes ready and go here comes mail and uh oh thank you man i was coming to get mine um but uh so be excited about that it is um it's a very good good time we had a good time last year and uh, looking for another great time again this year and uh i think you all will really enjoy it and uh hey bobby how are you and uh and everything like that so the uh, narrator is here uh <laughs> my lovely wife uh we were we were running a little bit late mel's birthday is in two days and uh she is going out for her last year what's up al hey. her last year of doing her uh intensive for uh united uh getting her master's i'm so proud of her um, and uh, this is her last year, so she flies out in the morning. And uh, we had a little, a little cake and a nice dinner. Uh, me and Hope put together for her, and I uh, got some other stuff in store. I just can't tell her yet. Um, but she's gonna be out of town during our, um, during her birthday. Now, but listen, hey, this is a new and exciting day for doing marriage with Robin Mail. We have, we told you all um, late, earlier uh, in a month or so ago uh, Thank you, Bobby. Uh, that um, we were looking to uh, cast our net a little further. Well, we are doing that and uh, we are now moving into the realm of podcast. And this is our first live podcast um, that we will be recording for, hey, uh, Nisi. We're doing marriage with Robin Mail. And listen, we need some help. We need some help. We need to get our viewers up um, on our uh, fellowship up actually um, for our uh, podcast. And it's going to be through Spotify. Uh, so I'll be, uh, we'll probably be sending send some emails. And uh, I need your email addresses um, so we can send you out the. Um, the link to it and after we send the link out then of course you can follow from there so um, so we are excited about that and God is just opening up some major doors from us 
uh, some amazing doors. This past week has been amazing uh, on what God is doing in our life individually and collectively. All right, I see the the uh, the uh, the reader is here, <laughs> and the talker is going to shut up because he was talking until the reader got here. Um, and I'm gonna turn it over to her. Come on, baby, let's get it going. Hey, Doctor Miller. Doctor Miller, what's going on, my you. brother? Good to see you, man. So good evening, everyone. Um, so tonight we want to um. As you all know. Thank you. Hey, hey, Deb. Hey, Hey, First Lady Pierce. Thank you all for joining us tonight. Um, Thank you, D. Thank you, D. So, you all know I'm always reading an article. Always um, thinking. (laughs) I I, I love information. I'm always reading. I'm always um, looking for things. Um, When it comes to relationships, I always like to see different perspectives. And so, um, and I really... Um, I think I told you all about this particular, um, thanks everyone. Uh, (laughs) Come on to drop some, come on to drop some. (laughs) So, um, we, I'm always looking for different perspectives, but I think I told you all about this one website that I really. Uh, Could you do me one big favor? Could you share this video here? Okay. That's all. All right. Go back. Just please share it. Yeah. Every week, every week, he does it. Every week, I get into a flow. He like and share, me. like and share, like and share. So anyway, um, there's one website I told you all that I really like to read to um, get their perspectives. I don't always agree with everything, but most of the stuff they put out is pretty good. And it's um, Black and Married hey, with Kids. Now, I know everyone that, that follows us, you're not African-American, but the majority of our followers are African-American. And I do like this particular website, and it's Black and Married with Kids. So they give, you know, some good articles and things, and they have stuff on blended families. They have things on finance. So, you know, it's a lot of good information out there. So I saw an article about unhealthy habits you didn't know you had. And so a lot of times we can have <clears throat> hey, Dale, hey, Laura. we can have habits in our relationships that we're not even aware of and we always talk about every week those little things that can grow. Though you know, it's not the big things, it's those little things that you can plant that can cause little seeds and they end up growing and they can cause issues um, over a period of time. And so they start out saying that you can do anything for 21 days straight and you are on the road to developing a habit. Yeah. Um, And this is known as the um, 2190 rule. Um, 2190? That's that's doing the thing for 21 days straight. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. If he would just pay attention to me and stay with me. Yeah, on the free floor. I'm going to read your book, woman. Um, Let's go. And so then it says, hit the, if you hit the jail for 21 days straight and then follow that up with another 90 days, you're off to a good start. Um, and this holds true for both personal and professional goals. <clears throat> and it applies both good and bad. and bad habits. And this can develop within your relationship. And so then we can unknowingly sometimes bring these habits into our relationship and into our union, unaware of the damage that it can bring. 
And sometimes for us, we have bought this from other relationships. We bought this because this is what we've seen. I'm growing up and we, we've just consistently done this. And if you've done it in your marriage and your spouse has never called you to the carpet on it mm. and they've just kind of let it pass or it's been in other relationships and you never dealt with it, it can just continually keep going. <clears throat> so, uh, it's real. there are three that they talk about. And the first one um, they say is if you can't say something nice. There are people, and I've seen this in relationships, who really can't ever say anything positive. Mm. And they are just never times it's hard to change that narrative. And you bring that into your relationships. You bring that into life and you pass that on. That can wear and tear on someone. And that can really bring the energy of your relationship down. And you have to learn <clears throat> how to be intentional with that. Um, and what happens is, is that if the other spouse does not say, if the spouse of that person doesn't say anything, it will continue and it can wear them down. Mm. But the thing in marriage, you, you have to protect your spouse and protect your family. But we're going to talk about your spouse. And in protecting your spouse, that's even not talking negative about your spouse. Mm. Even when you're frustrated and even when things may not be going right, you should always protect your spouse. And that's not just a man physically protecting his wife, but that's both of you guarding each other, each other's reputation. That's both of you guarding each other, even when you're upset. No, no problem, Vanessa. Um, we that's guarding each other. That means we can be in a bad place, mm -hmm. but as far as everyone else, nobody else has to know. Nobody that. else has to know, and that's not faking it. I mean, I'm not talking about like nobody. We never tell y'all we have a perfect marriage. We'll be the first to say that that is not what we got. However. I can't go out dogging my husband to anybody because I have to protect him because he's he's my life mate. This is the person I'm in covenant with. To, to you got it, babe. We have had an issue. I'm going to ask you all just to pray for my baby. Oh, she's had these chronic nosebleeds. And the doctor told us it's her allergies, but... She's just been having them. They're, they're not bad. They're just, they just happen. She gets hot. Um, but Rob has her, so she's okay. they just been happening. Um, but your partner has to... You have to protect them with your words and with your actions. Um, you can't 
you cannot continuously keep having negative words and those words hurt that old saying we used to say sticks and stones may break my bones but names will never hurt me that saying is a lie from just a lie because words will stay with you a lot longer than uh bruises ever will and so when we um talk negative about our spouse and to our spouses um what we're doing is causing um we're not protecting we're leaving them vulnerable and what you're doing when you do that you leave space you leave opportunity for someone else to come in and say the nice things that um hey canard that you should be saying um and so they will come in because all of us have a need um to to hear or to to be protected to be to you know to feel like we're loved and to feel like you know we're appreciated and so when you don't feel that at home from the person that you're supposed to love and the person that's supposed to love you then it becomes a serious problem and so we have to be very careful about that um because what will happen is they can start shutting down uh emotionally um with women we will shut down come here baby girl you okay you, you okay all right daddy take care of you all right you want to say hey to everybody Tell everybody you good. You good? Okay. All right. What's Daddy up, Kanal? Take care of you. Mm-hmm. All right. Can you give me a Love you. Daddy too. All right. Um. So yes, you have to be careful about the words you say because if you can never say anything nice at all, hey so, man, um, that that can be hard. They talk about that negative words and how they. Um, you know, we, we both, we all know that words hurt. Um, um, and of course we all know that life and death lie in the power of the tongue. So it's all about choices, to be honest with you. You can't, um, get into the heat of the moment and then all of a sudden, you know, you start throwing stones. Um, and then, you know. The the, the 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 argument or, or or spat or what have you will be over, and um, you know, but those words still last. Those negative words still last, and even if even if it may be something that your partner or your spouse may need to work on, uh, during the heat of an argument is not the time to bring that up. That's something that should be kind of, you know, brought in with a nice, because what you're doing, you're attacking a person's character for one, when you're in the heat of the moment, and then to say something on top of it about something you need to work on, makes it even even more challenging. What's up, Will? So, you you, you know, there's, there's always room for constructive criticism. Maybe I should put it that way. But when your constructive criticism spills over or, or spills out, um, into uh, uh, in the middle of an argument, uh, 
it makes it even the more worse. And I promise you, we've been there before. We've done it. We done, we, we done, yeah, we, yeah, we, yeah, we done done it. But, but what we would advise is, is not to try and do constructive criticism while both of you are at the height of, of your anxiety mm-hmm. in the middle of an argument. That's something that needs to be, you know, talked about in a, in a model level tone and not trying when you even when you do do that, there's always a way that you can handle it. Mm-hmm. It's not something that you just got to be, um, you know, you, you you ain't got to just just cut straight to the chase with. You have to choose your words carefully and right. and, and be able to build your build build your your spouse up right. by also but also letting them know that hey this X Y and Z. Um, and you see, you made a say, good point. Sometimes uh, words hurt more than yeah, words do. And they, oh yeah, absolutely. And they stay. People remember oh, yeah. that. Um, and one of the things they say about the fix is um, because you have to talk to your spouse mm-hmm. and sometimes make them and make them aware of that behavior because sometimes people don't even realize that they're like that. Yeah. Um, I will share. There, um, I remember uh, bother me. a couple uh, that I knew, and this yeah. lady, I, she had a very negative, um, very negative disposition. I never saw um, or heard really her say anything positive, and I rarely saw her smile, and and she. And she was like that all the time. Wow. All the time. And I found out years later about her upbringing and about uh, how she was raised. But I don't know that um, she ever dealt with that. I don't know that she ever dealt with that. And it really affected her relationships. And no one ever, I don't believe, ever really addressed it with her. And so what happens in relationships, if you have someone that is not willing, one, not willing to address you, but then if you're the spouse that's negative and not willing to be addressed. Wow. That will cause problems because we all have to be willing... In this relationship, especially this marital relationship, we have to be open to hear our spouse. We're not always right. In our experience, that's what's worked best for us. Yeah, You're not always right. Yeah. And it, you have to be open to hear with, with, the loving, with the loving ear. And sometimes you have to wait until you're in a good place. Um, but... Um, hey, hey Jericho, but on? you have to be, you know, because you want you want your marriage to have to be a good ground. You want your marriage to be fertile ground, and the way your marriage is fertile ground is if you're speaking positive things. If you know, we all know about the power and of the tongue, and that there's life and that there's death in it. And so, if we are constantly Speaking. If somebody is speaking death, 
in your in in your relationship and somebody's speaking like they're gonna cancel each other out we both need to be on the same page and so we both have to cultivate we got to both be planting the same thing in order for something to grow and so we got to be on the same page and we got to continually cultivate and cultivate this thing and cultivate and keep cultivating and keep digging and digging down in these roots and pulling up the weeds and and that's part of doing this and that's how we have to grow yeah i mean you know it's it's listen y'all it's 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 really simple you know the the thing is we got to put in the work yeah. the the process is simple and the process never changes we just have to put in the work continually year after year year after year year after year you know and and the next thing you know you know you've you've got some roses but you've got some thorns that grow on the sides of them roses too yeah. and that's okay um those thorns are the areas of where we have to you know we know we, we just don't want to go back to or you're going to grab the rose uh, uh, uh you know in, in the nicest spot to show so you you still always have to show um, a, a, a united front, um, but everybody don't need hey, to know Jackie. your rose. Hey, Miss Jackie, um, know the rose, know the thorns that's on the stem mm-hmm. either. But the good thing about it is, you both are still grounded in the something that continues to let you grow and prosper. Um, you know, so don't don't you know don't stop trying to grow. Don't become stagnant. Don't be able to share. Don't be able to not. Uh, just become complacent and just say, ah, that's just who they are. You know, we all got those attitudes and that very well may be true, but you can still, right. you know, uh, we, we had a conversation, was it yesterday? I think it was. And I think it was listening to something on the radio and, and uh, what was it, babe? If you can't find something wrong with your spouse or something that is not deal breaker, but, your, my 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 pet peeve oh, is pet peeves. My pet, pet peeve is yeah. uh uh <laughs> I have to have order with dishes, cups, glasses, dishes, bowls, spoons, silverware, the whole night. I got to have order. Mel is not the best keeper of that order, but Let's put the dishes up. Her. <laughs> Tupperware bowls, got to have Tupperware lids, the whole nine. But her her thing is she doesn't like for the kitchen table or the countertops to become messy. So I, that's something that I have to work on too. So we, we both have these things that we have to work on, but they didn't come across as being brash. They're not, and they're or, not deal or, breakers. Right. Of course they're not deal breakers. I mean, but I'm just saying, but but we do know some couples. That if you squeeze the the, to- the toothpaste in the middle of the tube, oh man, you'll think like World War Ten then broke out. I mean, it's just the silliest things, you know. But those things that you know, you just have to talk through. You man. have to talk you know. through some of that. Yeah. So that was, and so for those of you who just joined, because I know some people do, we're talking about um, there's um, the coffee. Okay. Don't forget to mention the coffee. I, I got you. Um, okay. Yeah, I love you too. I don't know about the fuck. Okay, um, three. <laughs> we're talking about habits, unhealthy habits, in your relationship that you may not know uh, that you're doing. And so the first one was um, if 
not saying anything nice, speaking negative things into your marriage. And it's an article that I was reading on blackandmarriedwithkids.com. So we're just talking through that. Um, The other thing I do want to mention is don't forget to register for the marriage conference and to make your reservation. So it's registration and you make your reservations. The deadline uh, to make your reservations is September um, 18th. Also, we are uh, broadcasting our podcast and we need you all to send us your email addresses so we can um, send you that information. Our email address is doingmarriage at gmail.com so you can email us so that we can have your email address and we'll put all of this information in our comment section. So our next part, so the first unhealthy um, habit was not speaking anything positive and always speaking negative. The next one is (laughs) seeking third-party validation rather than help now you can think or convince yourself that you are getting help but when in fact you're just trying to get validation for your situation okay So, when a situation arises that's bigger than both of you, it's natural to turn to a friend or professional to get your feelings out. Now, I'm all for counseling. We do marriage counseling all the time. But make sure that what you're getting is actual counseling and help and not validation. There's a difference. When you're seeking help, what you're seeking is someone who has an unbiased opinion about what the situation is and they can give you wise counsel and direction. When you're seeking validation, you want somebody to tell you you're right. And that's a difference. We have to be willing to accept that we may not be right. Okay? We have to be willing to accept that. So, um, and we say this all the time. Be careful about confiding in your family when you have these types of things going on. We all know it. We all know about confiding in our families. You and your spouse will have kissed, made up, gone about your business. Your family going to still look at your spouse with the side eye. For real, for real, for real. So please keep that in mind. So talking to someone while helpful can prove to be a breeding ground for bad relation behavior. Often, people are looking for someone, again to validate their point or tell them they're right and that their partner is wrong. This damages the relationship because once someone is on their side, they dig in and refuse to even consider their partner's point of view. And we all know 
We got people in our lives that will co-sign anything we say regardless. <laughs> now, we got people who will call us to the carpet. And we know when we need to call those people. But we also know people who will co-sign whatever we say regardless and we'll just go on with it. We got that. I know girlfriend. Hey, hey, we we hey, we out. It don't matter. It's right, wrong, or different. We got that person. We all got that person. But you you have to be careful of calling those those people yeah, about your marriage issues. Yeah. Go ahead, babe. No, um, you do. You have to be very careful. Um, we shouldn't look to always be, um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, validated. Yeah, validated. Um, because if everybody around you is validating you, there's something wrong with your social circle. Period. I, I have to have people... Um, especially now pastoring, I have to have people to say, nah, that just won't work. Or maybe you should try to do a little bit this way or X, Y, and Z. So I, 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 I literally, literally don't like yes people. I absolutely do not. I know you hear it all the time, but seriously, I really don't. Even when I was managing, I never did. So you can't always have yes people around you because that never gives you an opportunity to improve yourself. Uh, so you should look to, you know, even when you have married couples and you have that person, that person should also be able to say, nah, you was foul. And you may want to redo or rethink that um, or X, Y, and Z. So, you know, you shouldn't always have people just to validate you just because you think your feelings going to get hurt. Well, you know, welcome to married life. Mm -hmm. Your feelings going to get hurt. What's wrong, Stink? But yeah, so you shouldn't always, you know, look to have people just to validate you, you know, um, or whatever it is. And if you do have that, then you really need to evaluate your circle. Okay. Go ahead. Babe. Um, and we want to hear from y'all. Y'all quiet tonight. What's going on? Yeah, we, we heard on. we heard you earlier. Now I feel like we doing a, a monologue, <laughs> uh, which we don't want to do. No, we do not. This um, is a call and response. Please. So it says the fix to this is seeking out a third party. Uh, a fix to this. <laughs> uh, challenges doesn't have to be a bad thing. Um, it can be cathartic. But like I said, it should be something to benefit the relationship, not to validate you. Mm. And and I be very careful. Because who you reach out to, why you reaching out to them, if it's a person of the opposite sex, mm. why you reaching out, are you getting ready to open up a door that doesn't need to be open? You have to count all these costs when you start confiding in somebody else about your marital issues. Mm-hmm. When you, when when people call me about marital issues, a lot of times I'm quiet, especially my friends. Mm-hmm. And so I will say, 
my real close friends, like my girlfriends, I will ask them, who do you want? You want your girlfriend, Mimi? Or do you want your friend that is the minister? That, what, what ear you want me listening with? Because I, because we, because we all, I, I have my friend. Now, if they wrong, we all will call each other on the carpet on it. Like, no, 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 friend, I hate to tell you, but no, you wrong. But sometimes people just want to vent. Now, it's one thing, I just want to get this out. I don't need your feedback. I just need to get this off of me. I, I just need it off. But it's another thing. When you're really trying to get someone to validate you, because when you start getting people to validate you, what you in, what you in turn are doing, you are closing yourself off from ever hearing mm. what your spouse has to say. And you know, even when we um, even when we counsel couples, and and one party comes, um, the 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 immediate response is. What does your spouse think? Is your spouse coming to the table? Because it's, it's hard to counsel a couple when only a single shows up. So you, it, it just doesn't work, you know. So it, 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 it hey, takes, Kim. hey Kim. Um, so it's the same kind of concept. You need both parties um, to hear both parties. And, and like, you know, Mel's grandfather always says, there's always three sides to every story. Your side, their side, and then there's the truth. So, you know, let's weigh all that in there. And, and the truth is what we're trying to aim at. We just kind of compromise so we can get along until the truth is really revealed at times. So, you know, don't, uh, you know, don't, don't make the, the fight one-sided. Bring both people to the table. Absolutely. Hey, Terry. What's up, Terry? So... Again, for those of you who are just joining, we are talking about unhealthy habits that you can bring into your relationship that you uh, may or may not um, know that you're doing. So the first one was speaking negative and continuously speaking negative. The other one was seeking um, outside advice. So third party advice to get validation. So you're just trying to get validation. You're not going to get help. You're actually going to get validation. You want someone to co-sign um, what you're doing. Um, you all, please submit questions, yeah. comments. And we need your um, email addresses as well, please. Please, because we feel like nobody's listening tonight. We don't mm. know. Okay, the last one is the last unhealthy uh, habit uh-huh. is compare... And contrast. I know we know that well, don't we, brother? Go ahead. I ain't talking about that. I'm just talking about the way we like to put our ensembles together. Anyway, go ahead. Okay. Uh, With the advent of social media, this habit has become a thorn scraping at the heart of many relationships. Very true. Very true. Uh, We get on our devices and we go on Facebook, Instagram, Snapchat, and all kinds of platforms and get jacked up by other people's lives. Now, this is some truth right here. We look at some of the highlights in people's relationships and compare them to our everyday lives. (laughs) Very true. Uh, 
And then, uh, and then we think there's no way we can catch up. And we base this off a picture, a picture. And, you know, I'm amazed. I am so amazed, um, that I'm grateful. First, let me say I'm grateful that we, we've had people to look up to us. I'm so grateful. Mm -hmm. God knows I am. I thank God. However, I, you know, when people be like, uh, relationship goals and mm -hmm. I'm like, you don't know what go on in our house. I mean, they don't. I mean, it's you don't. Like, it's kind of like saying, um, uh, uh, you want somebody's anointing to speak in tongues. You don't know what kind of hell that person had to go through to speak in tongues. <laughs> So you really sure you want that? Right. It's just, you know. you know, but the thing of it is you see people's picture. Like, you see their picture. Oh, you go man. off a of picture. You go Pictures off, are staged. You go off picture. You go <coughs> off. I mean, and I, don't get me wrong. We had, it's beautiful. Oh, oh, I got to go on. I got to go on. I got to go on. Hold on, hold on. I got to go on. I got to go on. I got to go on. When... People think you got money because the way you dress or the way you look. <laughs> I can't with you. I'm not doing this. I'm okay. not. All right. I'll leave it alone. Stop. Okay. I think it's more of a comparison of the way a person is versus the way they used to be promises made and then the reality, what we say we want versus what we are willing to work for. Very true. Yes. Very true. Kim, uh, hush. I'm on, like, <laughs> whatever, Kim. But you're right, Jerrica. It is. But sometimes people that compare and contrast, and what this was really taught, comparing yourselves to other people yeah. because you, you think yeah. that they got, but you don't know. Like, what people don't know. Like, I thank God for 18 years of marriage. But the survivorship is what should be celebrated. Right. But we Not the right now. Right. And Shucks. we still fight every day for our for our relationship to be here because we still we still have we still have disagreements we still have challenges and we still have to and especially now because we have committed to helping marriages, uh, we you know things come at us and so we have to be very intentional and so yeah. it's amazing how people can not just us. But you see a picture and you're like relationship goals, but you're like, I'm like, I don't know what they had to do to get there. Or I specifically, stay. I specifically, I specifically, it's this couple that I see all the time. I see all the time on Facebook and I see people always putting, hey, hey, dear, what's going um, on, man? I see people all the time put, Relationship goes on a picture, and I laugh, and I shouldn't, but I do because I know, and I'm gonna leave it at that. And I, <laughs> and I just I chuckle. I keep going. I'm like whatever, and I just keep going, but I chuckle because I'm like, you can't go by a picture. You can't. You cannot go by a picture. You can't. Because. There's dirt behind every picture. Uh, it's Because it's image. Yeah. And the the imagination. Image. Imagination. And you can take that however you want to. 
But what I'm saying is we can't compare and contrast because that is a dangerous game. Mm. That is a dangerous game. And your marriage, and we tell you all this all the time, and we tell couples that we're counseling, your marriage is it's your marriage. Your marriage. Yeah. And What's hey, up, Alan? Alan? What um you, Well, how you doing, man? Your marriage is your marriage. And what works for Rob and Mel may not work for you. May not work for you. And that's okay. And that's good. We you can know. give you tips. We can tell you what worked for us. But the culture you have to at, build at and, our and, house right. may you, not work for your house. Right. And that's cool. Right. You have to find what works for you all. Yeah. And 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 that's cool because you can work trying to keep up and think that you want what somebody else has and and then you get it and you realize that was not that don't work for us. And and it's cool that it doesn't work for you. It works for them. Right. It works for them because right. they are their own. Identities. They're their own people. Yeah. But that doesn't mean that it works for you, and 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 it's okay because here's the thing: we're in covenant with each other. We're not in covenant with any other couple. It's us and God. That's the three strand cord. Nobody else is paying bills at this house. Nobody else resides in this house and responsible for this house. So we have to make sure Hope is here and we're responsible for her. But as far as what the the flow, the the uh the atmosphere, the, atmosphere, the temperature here, we're responsible for that is us and God. And so we we can't be worried. You know, I think it was, you know, I was, when we bought our house last year and I remember saying, you know, for a long time we were, uh, I know I was, I was like, gosh, we've been married, I guess at the time, was 17, 17 years and we were just buying a house and, you know, most of our friends own homes and blah, blah, blah. But then I was like, well, it wasn't time, and we we had to do what we had to do, and so that you know that's just what it was, and that was fine because that was our house. We always had somewhere to stay. Hmm. We went out on the street, and so I had to look at it that way. We always were provided for, and so sometimes you can start looking at things and trying to get things. Because everybody right else season. got it, and it may not be your season, it may not be your time or your turn. Mm. When you wait for your time and your turn, when it's in God's time and God's turn, it, you you don't even have to worry to about it. it. Yeah. You don't have to worry about it. And so, when God is blessing, and you wait, you celebrate everyone else, then. You don't worry about it. It was just like when we were waiting to have hope. And everyone else around us was getting pregnant and having babies. When it was our time, 
that's when it happened. So, you know, it was hard. That was a hard time. And it was rough. But you want to be like the image. You, you know, people don't know. It was hard. But when it was our time, and it was our turn, God blessed us. So in that, you have to learn that it's you you build up. You you get you you get where you are. It's a journey and it's it you but it's yours. And ours doesn't look like anybody else's. Everybody else has their own journey and their own story. Mm. And you and you have to you have to walk your own path. You do. And you know, the thing about it, you can't um you can't carve out these slivers of of emotions uh based on what something looks like and determine that's what I want to be. And and don't misunderstand me. Uh we all should have goals and people that we um look up to, but you know, be able to ask the right questions. Maybe that's a better word. How did you get there? Or what keeps the smile? Or how were you able to maintain X, Y, Z? Then you're probably going to get a better response. And that may change your percept- perception of saying relationship goals. So, you know, it's 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 a very, very uh, uh, interesting atmosphere when you try and put it all together. But the main thing is this. The main thing is this, um, as long as you keep God first, as long as you all communicate, you all, as long as you all find the different ways to communicate and continue to, it's something that um, uh, uh, before we got married, we went through marriage counseling and um, before, before we got married, um, I said, and Dr. Miller, if he's still on, he probably can attest to it too. Um, because he did part of our marriage council, but we sat in with Dr. Mack, our pastor at the time. Well, still our pastor. Mm. Um, and uh, uh, he said, uh, we said we was getting ready to go through premarital counseling. And uh, he asked, he said, you ready to get me? I said, nah, not really. He asked Mel to leave the room, and we had a very candid conversation. Um, now, I'm going to tell you something about the bishop. Don't get him on the other side of that desk. <laughs> <laughs> You'll see a whole new person, um, and I can say that in in the most respectable right. way possible. But what he asked me, what he told me was, he said, "Listen, because I didn't have, uh, I didn't have a, a a house that I owned. I was still renting. I was just barely getting back on my feet at the time. I didn't have all these other little boxes to check. Um, I still had child support and all kinds of other stuff. And he looked at me and he said, Hill." He says, as long as you got love, then your marriage will work. And right, that right there, that right there freed a whole lot from me. Um, so what I'm saying is this. As long as you got love, don't try and put your marriage to a place that God hasn't placed it there yet. Be, be grateful for where you are. Mm-hmm. Don't rush the process. Because if, oh, Lord, here come Ron Jackson. <laughs> but if you rush the process, hey, Ron, what's going on, my man? If you rush the process, then you're liable to miss something that somebody else later on may need. That's right. Um, Ooh, so I thank good, God man. for the process that we've been on 
And, and I thank God for the no's that we got because it led to a bigger yes. You know, it's called the law of averages. So those no's are, are, are inspiration to people um, mm-hmm. that, uh, um, that, 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 that may need it later on. So you're wondering why we are very comfortable talking about us and what we do? It's because we got so many no's. We've been so disappointed throughout the years. But the good days definitely outweigh the bad ones Absolutely. because we kept God first. We tried to communicate the best way we know possible. And we're still working on that too. We still got our, our issues with communication, but we know that we loved each other. And we know that, that, that regardless of what, what goes on, God was going to have his say so regardless. So, you know, enjoy the journey. It's, it it's, is, it's, a, it's, it's a beautiful journey. You know, I think one of the things I I um I think I shared you say, Ron? I shared this um yesterday. I was talking about um I, it was on my my personal page. I was talking about how early in my ministry when I started preaching, I was um I was told about not being too transparent and uh and I, you know, I said I understood the concept, but I realized, and even Rob, we've learned for us, God has called us to transparency. That That's what he's called us to. Maybe not for everyone else, but for us, we have seen how it has helped other people. It, and, and, and don't misunderstand us. We have to parent our transparency yeah. because everybody can't handle that deep deep side but what we do share we definitely ain't afraid of hearing back or being out in the public um but we know that there are some layers that we both know that people are just not ready for yet so we have to although we're very transparent there's still some some not darker but there are some layers that in time they will be peeled back but we got to see what people can handle now by what we share. It ain't about us. If we can handle it or not, we sharing it, you know? So it's about how you react to what we're sharing, you know? So I just want to put that caveat out there. Now, please go ahead. Continue. Yes, ma'am. Please go ahead. I, I don't know what else you want me to say. I don't know. Because you basically. Like what I do? Cutting it off. Oh, my bad. <laughs> but anyway, um, Thank you, Nisi. Thank you, Nisi. And Ron, you're exactly right, man. It is, uh, what did Ron say? He said people are, people see a small portion of someone else's marriage and try to apply it to their own. You're different people with different expectations and standards. Remember, 90% of being married is shouting what from the other (laughs) 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 I love you, man. It's hilarious. But it's, you know, I think you just, you have to figure it out. You You do. Honestly, y'all, it's it's stuff that you just have to figure out. And some stuff you ain't going to figure out until time, except through just time, man. Just time. Just time and and praying. Prayer, man. Prayer. Sometimes you got to turn that plate over. Prayer and and the willingness to change. And the willingness to accept. Oh, yeah. Change. That some things won't change. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because. Like me and my partner, me and my dishes. That ain't yeah, that ain't going to change. change. 
Um, that ain't gonna change. But here's the thing, and I think I said this before. When you marry, so for those of you who may not be married on here, mm. and you think about getting married, when you get married, you have to ask yourself. Can you be with this person for the rest of their lives in the state that they're in right now because the possibility that they don't change? And you ain't going to change them. Because you can't change them. You ain't going to change so, um, So you can't oh, go into yeah. a marriage throw, saying... Throw that out. Oh, yeah, they're going to change. You can't just, do just that. Throw it out. Throw it out. And they could change, but it could be it, for the worst. It, <laughs> it could. I mean, it could happen. So you have to ask yourself. Now you can make people better. You can. But it's by their choice that they change. It's still by their choice. It's by their choice. You can't do it. Yeah, you, you can't. Can. So you always have to ask yourself. And even when people are going through challenges, when we see something real bad, if we if we see a situation really bad, we ask the person, can you take so they let's say they've been married fifteen years. So I said, can you take fifteen more years of this? Yeah. Cause you have to ask yourself these questions. So what's going on inside? I don't know. So <laughs> figure out. Yeah, all this sound noise. like my truck horn. That's what it sounds like. Like people alarm. blowing the horns outside. We trying to figure out what's going on. Something but anyway, like um, uh, we want to let you all know seriously. So so the three habits. I help the help un healthy habits to think about. So this is something we want you to carry with you. Speaking negative. So think about how you're talking. Think about the words you're saying. Think about the uh, the second one is trying to get validation from a third party. Um, so this is not counseling. This is where you want to get validation so someone can tell you're right. And then the third one is comparing and contrasting yourself to other couples. So, um, remember that. And just, you know, think about what, you know, what you all have. How you all have it. And, um, you know, cultivate your own marriage. Grow your own garden. Pull up the weeds. Water your garden. Water your garden. Uh, please remember uh, the marriage retreat is October 18th through the 20th. The deadline to make reservations is September 18th. Ooh, two weeks, um, that's about. In two weeks. So please remember. So we reserve 10 rooms. If we need more rooms, we will make it. But if we don't get enough, uh, then uh, we'll, we'll make a decision. Uh, but we have 10 rooms reserved. Please go out and make your reservations. Please go ahead and make your the reservations. The information is on uh, the Door Marriage and Robin Mail page. So please make your um, reservations. Then you need to register for the conference. So the registration for the conference is $15. So that's all the conference itself costs. But then you need per to make couple. It, per couple. Then you need to make your reservations for your room. And it's at the day the Dayton House Resort in Myrtle Beach. Um 
as far as we know, there's not been any damage to the resort. I think everything is fine so far. So And praise God, everything, you know, please continue to pray for um, the Bahamas. Pray for the southern tip of Florida, uh, Freeport. All of those got hit okay. with category four and five, about one mile per hour winds through this latest hurricane. Um, the last that we heard, that I heard, was it's down to a Category 2, which is great, but it's still very dangerous. Mm -hmm. um, those winds can still rage up um, and, and make some major damage. Um, you know, we ran into this last year where we had to re reschedule the location because of Hurricane. What well, hurricane was it last year? Floyd? No. I don't know. Whatever uh, hurricane it was last year about this time, but... Um, but so far, you know, um, I haven't heard of anything, um, that, that is detrimental through, um, the, the Eastern shore. So, uh, pray for that. Please pray for the families that are affected, uh, and, and lives that will never be changed, uh, that will, that will be changed forever because of this storm, um, and the loss of life, um, that they're expecting is going to be in some high numbers. So please continue to pray for them. Uh, <clears throat> as well. So pray for the first responders that are going down there to help out. Um, I've done that before. It's not an easy thing to do. But, uh, and, and, and again, pray for Melanie. Uh, she has to travel tomorrow. She's going for her last intensive at United Theological Seminary uh, for her master's program. And uh, I'm going to say congratulations. And, and um, her birthday is Thursday, so uh, she's gonna be gone, and uh, we'll we'll just today. Yeah, well, still you're gonna be gone, uh, but nonetheless, pray for marriage couples, please. Hey, Brenda, hey, pray Brenda. for marriage couples. Thank you so much, Mano. Thank you. Mano. Um, but listen, pray for this this marriage conference. Please be a part of. The, uh, the solution and not the problem. Dispel statistics. Try and sharpen the skills of your marriage as much as you can. $15 is one person's meal at almost at McDonald's now today, especially the way these tariffs going to start going up. So I'm just saying, man, they now. But fifteen dollars per couple. Please register. Um, the rooms and, are different. Yeah, now your rooms are on your own, of course, and they're totally a different price. But still, it's a good price. It's actually it's an um, e excellent it's, price. Yeah, excellent price. price. They're um, not. They're yeah, not, um, it's a good, healthy investment into your marriage. Gives you a weekend away. Gives you time to relax. You know, get some good fellowship. Make some new relationships. The couples we that came down last year. I still think they still kind of keep in contact um, together this year. I know we definitely keep in contact with uh, Mike and, and Johan and, and both the Mikes, Mike with the Westbrooks, um, you know. So it, it'll be a fun time, I promise you. You won't be disappointed. You definitely won't be disappointed. If you have any questions, you can <laughs> inbox us. Um, but we would love, love to see you yeah. there. Love, love to see you there. Um, so we're gonna end tonight. We have reached our hour mark.
Yep. Um, thank you all for joining us. Uh, we are going to um, end. Remember to pray for us as we pray for you all. Hey, and listen, y'all just made history. This is our first podcast that we've done for Dormers with Robin Mail. So we need your email addresses. I'm going to put it out there on social media in the next couple of days after I go back through and listen to it to make sure the sound is good. Uh, but then I'll post it out there. But you can go back in. It's through Spotify. But uh, it's something that you can recommend to some of your married couples or even your singles that are considering being married. Something where they can listen to at their own leisure during the time of the day whenever they want to listen to it. We love you. God bless you. Good Good night, y'all. What did Ron say? I also want to thank you guys for finding that cat's missing clap. You tell me what you got. I believe that we have. So on my Bible app, I have a, um, they have a lot of reading plans and they have a growing your marriage um, reading plan on there as well. So for the past couple of days, I've posted from that devotional and hey, April. And so I I was reading it and it was very interested interesting because it was talking about um knowing what you have control over. Um hey Mano and I thought that was interesting because um a lot of times in our relationships we have a hard time really accepting what we do and what we don't have control over, um, especially in our marriages. Um, and so it was interesting in this particular, um, devotional, how it talked about, um, knowing what you do and what you don't have control over in your marriage. Um, and so <clears throat> the gentleman who who um wrote this um he he was talking about how he talked to a couple you know some couples and he opens up and on this particular one he talks about how he asks what things in your marriage make you sad and he talked about how there were various answers how some said that they felt like Um, when their spouse took them for granted that made them sad or um, their spouse's words Mm. or their actions. So if their spouse um, was a drinker, that sometimes their actions caused them to um, cause them to be um, not so nice. So that made them sad. But then there were other things. So like thoughts of losing their spouse like just the thought of losing them made them sad um, or then not listening to each other. So while some of these were controllable, others were not. And so <clears throat> he said, if there is something you can do about a situation, um, then you do it. Um, but then if there's something that you can't do about it, then you can't waste another day worrying and um, making it being sad. Um, But the thing you have to do is, if it's something 
Hey, Tamika. What's going on, Tamika? Um, if it's something that's out of your control, truly out of your control, he said the first thing you have to learn to do is accept it. That is out of your control. Um, and then you have to set healthy boundaries if you need to do that. Um, and then finally, he said to pray about it. So remember, this was my devotional. He was talking about praying about it. Um, and sometimes we forget the power of prayer in our marriages um, and to seek help and wisdom and intervention. And so the challenge was to trust God to reveal to you the things you have control over and the things you have zero control over in your marriage. Um, and so I thought that was interesting on so many levels because... You know, I'm I'm very transparent with you all, so we we can really talk about this tonight. So you know, I've told you all that um, I I you know I've battled with anxiety, um, and and I know exactly what he's talking about with that whole the things that you can and you can't control. And so there have been times when my anxiety has been so high, and the thought of losing Rob has sometimes consumed me. And I had to just let it, you know, you know, I have to just cast that down and I have to really, you know, turn it off. But then there's other things that you, that you, that you don't have control over and it has absolutely nothing to do with like death or something that you really don't have control over. Hey, hey Bishop, Bishop, how you doing Bishop? But the fact of the matter, I don't have... The things that we don't have, truly don't have control over, the actions of our spouse. You don't have control over that. Um, and there are some things in your relationships that I, I thought was interesting is the first question he asked is what things in your marriage can make you sad. And so having those hard conversations and then when you answer that question, what what is it in that answer that you can control and what is it that you can't? Mm. And if you can't, um, can you accept that? And you have, you know, especially if you're already married and you're in it, um, if it's something you can't control, you have to ask God to help you release control of it because if you don't, mm. You're going to be miserable. Mm. Like, you're going to continue to be sad if you try to control something that you have absolutely no control over. And the actions of your spouse is something that you have absolutely no control over. Go ahead. You want to say that? Yeah. Um, you know, and of course, y'all, you know, we're, we are recording on our podcast as well. So uh, we'll be sending that out. You know, probably today or tomorrow, later on tonight or tomorrow one, um, either on here or on through your text or email. But just want to put that out there. So uh, you can live because we talk about so much. It's hard for everybody to cap just like, mm -hmm. you know, going through a sermon. You just want to be able to go back and just pick up on certain things that, you know, you thought were interesting. But nonetheless, uh, <clears throat> yeah, it, it, it can be um, trying to figure out what your spouse is uh, uh, doing or not doing or whatever the case may be, man, you'll drive yourself uh, in a mental, 
here's a better way of putting it. You get the devil enemy to play with your mind all day long. Because the one thing that the only thing that you really truly can control is yourself. Mm -hmm. um, you control your actions. You control your reactions. Uh, but you can't. You, it's hard to try and um, you know. You always hear, "Oh, I think I can change him or her or this, that, and the third. No, you can't. No, no, no. Even in other relationships outside of marriage, just friendly relationships, you know, we always try. I wish this friend would do this, that, and the third. No, no, it ain't gonna happen. Because really, the only person that can change, one, people have to be willing to change. Right. Two, some things you really just have to turn over to the Lord and leave it alone and let it go. It's the hardest thing, especially for, you know, um, our type A people because they like to have things in their compartmental boxes. And uh, yeah, uh-huh, mm-hmm. Uh, but... Like I got <laughs> hit. I got hit in the side. <laughs> but it's, 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 it's challenging when you... It, it will play uh, mental ping pong with you all day long, trying to figure out what your spouse is doing. And, and, you know, Mel told me something some years ago, the early portion of our marriage. Uh, she said, you know, I have to trust a relationship hey, with, I have to trust your relationship with God that you're not going to do anything that's outside of the marriage vows. And that just blew my mind because really that's where your conviction lies at. Um, it lies with your relationship with, with, you know, of course, our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, those of us who are Christians. So um, it, 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 it allows, it allows, Sean, what's up, Benny? Goodness. What's going on, boy? It allows, uh, you know, me and Sean go way back to about seven, eight years old. I haven't seen <clears throat> but it, allow, it allows you some room to feel relief. But just as you want your spouse to depend on that relationship with, with, with God, you yourself Absolutely. have to depend on your relationship with God mm -hmm. to not allow that ping pong game of, of mischief and mis mysteriousness uh, to play inside of your, your, you know, your mental brain beside your, your, in between your ears, you know? So just, uh, you know, you can't change nobody. You really it, it, can't. You, you can't do it. It's not, it's it, not going to happen. You know, even if we think about it, and this may be a hard pill for us to swallow, but you can't change your children. Yeah. You can yeah. You can teach them. Yeah. You can even discipline them. Mm. But until yeah, the sad thing. they really get it, because sometimes we get frustrated with mm -hmm. our kids, you know, and you're like, what what are you doing? Because you can't change them. They they have to make up in their mind. They have to get it. They have, and and these are people that came from your Making from your womb from your seed. What and, gene is this? You know, and and so <laughs> if you can't change, um, if you can't change them, you definitely can't change your spouse. Go ahead. Babe. No, babe, please go ahead. No, go you. ahead. No, because think about it. It's hard enough for us to change ourselves. <laughs> that's good. And let alone that's, that's good. 
We want people to conform to the way we think. Mm-hmm. And we got a hard enough time changing. <laughs> Romans 12 and 1 is a hard scripture. Yes, it is. Woo-hoo, it's a hard scripture. One and two is a hard scripture. But we have to put things in the right perspective. If you got enough time, hard enough time changing yourself, what makes you think you're going to have the energy? Because me trying to change me is energy enough. Right. Me trying to change the people that I pastor on a weekly basis is energy enough. Mm-hmm. I can't change them. Only the word of God and God himself and by God's spirit can change. And that's the same way we have to look at our relationships. Now, you have to work through things that cause awareness, I believe, to where you say, you know, hey, you know, this one kind of offended me. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about this. Let's see what we can because... If there is no awareness, then you're really just giving everybody an open playground to play on. Right. And that's not the way I don't think God designed for it to be. So it's, it's, uh, um, you know, you got to trust God, man. You do. You absolutely have to trust God. What's up, Vanita? So those are the things that you, you know, the, the biggest things here is just remembering that we we really cannot change each other yeah. and accepting that. And I think Rob made a great point. We have the hardest time changing ourselves. Yeah. You know, when we recognize that there's something inside of us that we need to change or there, you know, a stronghold in our lives and trying to even accept that we have to change. Those of us who battle with weight mm. and trying to lose weight, how many diets or how many times have we said Monday, I'm starting over, I'm going to exercise and eat right, and by noon, it's done, it's over, we can't do it no more. Because, and you keep trying, and you keep trying. And then eventually, it's something that happens, and it clicks, and you're just like, I got to do this. It's like an addiction. It is. Yeah. And so, I think for all of us, and the other thing, too, I think we all have to accept um, hey, Natasha. hey Latasha, there's one thing we, we don't talk about a lot, but we say this sometimes, um, wow. and um, we say this in marriage counseling, when people come to us and they start talking about issues um, in their marriage. Mm. And one question we always ask, were they like this when you dated them? Mm-hmm. Were they like this when you dated them or did it change? Nine times out of ten, they were like this <laughs> when they married them. Mm-hmm. And and the thing we tell people all the time, when you get married, whatever it was that you saw when you were dating, <laughs> it's going to be magnified yeah. when you marry them. What's up, Pastor Franklin? DNA from both sides. Yes. Our family trees is powerful. We really don't know what we're yes. doing with this. That's very true. We don't know our family. Now, man, listen. That just, man, that is a powerful statement. Very true. Uh, uh, I'm going to call him a little black, uh, Pastor Franklin. <laughs> <laughs> but the thing is, it goes deeper than that. Uh, because when we start thinking, not just the stuff that we see from our family history, Man, you're talking about 
mental illness. Mental illness. Did, did he put that in there? He's talking about when we don't know, even especially oh, stuff gotcha, we gotcha, don't gotcha. know. Yeah, 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 yeah. You're right. I misread that. Yeah. You're right. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, the stuff yeah. we don't know yeah. that yeah, yeah. can come out. And so, back to his point. So then, yeah. if there are things that may come up that you didn't know, so then, you know, that's a whole nother thing. But when we start talking about things that you can and you can't control, um, <laughs> uh, habit, man, just um, habit. Uh, things that you can and can't control, and love, of course, um, that you, you know, that you must understand. So, like, I'll give you an example. Um, when uh, we talk about this in jest a lot, but. It, we and, but we say we hear people argue about it, but the whole leaving a toilet seat up thing. <clears throat> okay, so really, I, that that was one that you just, just had to pick I'm up. Just go, Out of all the other I'm things, just, you had to pick I'm up just picking the toilet something. seat. You always use the toothpaste thing, <laughs> but that's something like men yeah, and women talk about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. But my thing is, you hear people argue about that. Now, granted, in most situations, it is controllable. <laughs> it's a controllable thing. It's controllable. <laughs> it is controllable. However, comma, here's the thing. The question becomes, where do you want to exert your energy? Okay. Uh, picking and choosing your battles. Where yeah. do you want to exert your energy? Do you want to exert your energy over a toilet seat and you're frustrated? Or which way the toilet paper is put on yeah. the Yeah. Do you, do you want to thing? exert your energy there? <laughs> because, so here's what happens. You exert your energy there. Okay. And then when a real serious issue comes up, y'all are already exhausted and you're going to, you, you won't have the energy for the real fight because you, you worn yourself out over these little things that, you know, is it that serious? I mean, honestly, women, should we just put the toilet down? Granted, I would prefer it to already be down. You lifted it up, put it back down. Just and get, he's get and more bathrooms. But yes, that has worked great in our house. More bathrooms. More than one bathroom. Everybody has their own bathroom. Everybody does not have that option. Mine is the most inconvenient, but <laughs> it's still my bathroom. So with Kim, is this is why I watched it right. So you 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 find ways to um mitigate. Mm -hmm. Because when the real things come then you learn how to deal with it. Because the other question he asks is, so when you talk through the things that make you sad, and I'm talking about things that truly make you sad, so we made light of those, but if you're talking about the way your spouse talks to you, or if you're talking about the way um, you all interact, or you could be talking about lack of intimacy, that mm -hmm. could make you sad. You could be talking about... Um, I remember when um, when Robert and I, when we were struggling to conceive, mm -hmm. that was a very uh, difficult time in our marriage because 
it there were times when we both carried the burden mm. um there would be times when i was um extremely sad and he really had to carry me and there would be times when i think it got to him more than it got to me and i would carry him and the crazy part is there was nothing either one of us could do nothing at all but pray that's all we could do there we we didn't have control of, but it made us sad it it was something that truly made us sad yeah. and i don't even go as far as to say depressed it, it was. Yeah. There, it, it was there a very depressing state for was. both of us in our marriage. It was a very dark place for us. It was. It really was. And especially yeah. um, when we went through um, in vitro. Our in vitro. When we went through in vitro and, and um, artificial, artificial insemination, yeah. um, we we had a miscarriage. Yeah. Um, there was one time we had an ectopic pregnancy, and I had to have emergency surgery. Those were very dark times in our marriage and um very emotional times and we were sad and we had no control no control over any of it any of it no control and it was hard it was extremely hard but we had one day this is just crazy one day we finally it was after the last IVF treatment and it didn't work at all and we were tired of doing the shots we were tired of our life being on Man, a we was on cycle a, you know, everything uh, was just it was time we were tired when we finished our book y'all know the full story we were God tired Almighty. we it, were really it, tired yeah. Um, it just it had drained us yeah. and emotionally it had drained us spiritually um it, it had drained us and we we had just been through it um and, and most of you who know us you know this was a 10-year journey and so we finally accepted you know what it just may not be for us we actually papers drawn up for adoption we were ready to adopt yeah. hey katina, hey, katina. We were ready to adopt because we realized that conceiving was out of our control. It was something in our marriage we could not control. Um, because after we had tried all the fertility options and they didn't work, we really did, it was just like we can't control this. So there are things in your marriage that you can't control that it's not it's not your spouse it's not you it's just life it's life yeah. that you that you cannot control and you have you and your spouse have to come to some decisions on do we accept this are we going to keep fighting this um how how are we going to move forward? Because it, it was something we couldn't control. And it was hard to and, accept and, that. And the thing is, y'all, if, if when you're faced with something that you can't control within your marriage, as you're facing as a unit, together as one, um, you have to always come together and agree. Yeah. Uh, because if not, you'll end up going back and forth at each other 
about something that neither one of you can control. Yeah. And don't get me wrong, we had our frustrating days uh, in there yeah. and some, some heightened anxiety and, and some high feelings as well. But the thing is that I think we learned the most out of that is uh, you, you really just have to turn over to the Lord, stand together on one accord, especially when you are facing it together and stand together and agree with each other that this is what we're going to deal with. This is how we're going to deal with it. And we refuse to take this out on each other if we neither one of us can't control it. And every marriage is going to face that. In some course of your journey of marriage, you're going to face that. But you have to come to this, agree this, this kind of agreement as one that I'm not going to allow this thing that I cannot control to destroy my marriage. Because it, it really, it can, it can, something so small and so minute, it can really seep in and, and, and take root yeah. and it'll grow. It will grow. Right. And while that wasn't small. No, what, what I'm saying yeah, is something. Yeah, something you know, else could have. Yeah. And we could have allowed just those. Yeah, yes, babe. Thank you. Um, those things to really, uh, that could have destroyed us if we had started fighting against each other but the thing of it was it was neither they really couldn't find a, a, a valid reason um why I couldn't conceive or why I couldn't sustain um a pregnancy so uh you know it was a couple of issues, but nothing that should have taken 10 years. And it, was until, it wasn't until we truly accepted it. Like, it, it just, we had to just come to a place of acceptance. And so there will be times in our relationships where it's not anyone's fault of what you're facing. So it's not that your spouse has done something to irritate you um, and you got to decide if you're going to accept it. Nothing like that. It could just be a life circumstance that has happened and it could make, you know, it can bring something, but you neither one of you have control over it. And accepting those things that you can't control um because a lot of times we think of the control thing is between one another. Thank you, sweetie. Okay. Thank you. Um, a lot of times we think of those things as controlling the other person. But sometimes you can't control the circumstance. We want to hear from you all. Yeah, please. Um, but mm. sometimes you can't control the circumstance. And, and Rob and I are very, you know, we tell you all... Um, I think the other, I mean, we've had a lot of things happen, but I think the other thing that probably when neither one of us had control. Oh, when I got laid off? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Was back in, um, was it 2009? April 7, 2009. 2009. Tuesday. Came off a long weekend. Um, he, Never forget it. He was working at Polo, yep. Mart, and he got laid off. I mean, we were bit sidetracked, completely sidetracked. Like, what? where did this come from? And I was the major breadwinner in the family. Mm -hmm. We talking about a, a really good salary, you know, that came out of our house. I mean, don't get us wrong. You know, we, um, 
we, we always trusted the Lord. Um, and, and that was never any doubt, but the, 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 the fear of what mainstream America says that you need to survive was taken away. And what we found out was that was not the case. Literally. Uh, we literally didn't miss a beat with anything. You know, we had some stuff that we had to readjust. Right. Um, to make fit within our household, but I was still making gumbo. Mel was still getting her nails and her hair done when you know when she had when hair. hair. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we didn't have hope at the time, um, so it, it was a it was a it was a trying time for our marriage. You know, because that was a first for either one of us, and I left a really good job that I actually really loved to go to polo. Um, and then, you know, to turn out like this, but hindsight being 2020, um, but yeah, that was a stressful, it that was. was a stressful time. Yeah. And it could have been yeah. where we turned on each other. I have seen, mm-hmm. um, I've seen spouses get frustrated with the other spouse because they lost their job of no fault of their own, but just expecting so much. But I, I live in the real world and I know very much how this goes. Um, all the time and so with that um, I realized the worst thing I could ever do was to make him feel already worse than what that felt like anyway and so I had to reaffirm him because again it was not it was nothing nothing we could do we could do it wasn't it was out of our control but you know I buckled down I got Three jobs, paying minimum wage, mm-hmm. and man, let me tell you something. I was working it. Really, man? That's what you got out of that. Yeah, man. I make gumbo, Mano, bro. Is that what you got out of all? But of I ain't that? giving you none because you a Saints fan. <laughs> Go to New Orleans and get your gumbo. <laughs> and I got you, man. Yeah, it's good too. Um, but you know, yeah. we buckled down. We made it work. Um, you know, yeah. I, I took off about three months. I played golf and this, that, and the third. But I knew eventually stuff didn't work out. We had chances to move to Texas, South Carolina, all over Chicago. None, none of them came through. You know, I interviewed at all those places, but um, we knew that we couldn't control it, and it really was in God's hands. Mm-hmm. And, and ultimately, the way it worked out was. Uh, we ended up where we are now, you know, mm-hmm. um, in a much better position uh, than we were then. So, you know, to God be the glory, you know, but we had to trust him through the process, we but we it. couldn't get frustrated at each other uh, um, either. You we know. could not. And I think sometimes, um, is it hard? Yeah, he is. Man, he bless is. you, man. Thank you. Thank he you, is. He really is. And I think... One of the things we're sharing a whole lot tonight and about ourselves, but um, Kemp, we oh, really, we will take, we oh, really Lord. will take you off. I will block Did you from block being you, able to get on here, Kemp. No, just, <laughs> just kidding. Um, um, we're sharing a lot tonight, but I think one of the things um, someone told us very before we got married, uh, Ed and mm. Christine Howard. Yeah. And if they're watching, please say hello. Um, we, I will never forget yeah. what they told Rob and I. And they told us never to despise humble, humble beginnings. beginnings. 
Yeah. And uh, a lot of people don't know God, this. You remember the house break-ins we had? Yeah, a lot God, of people don't God. know this. Shucks. But when we got married... Man, we lived in the projects. We boy. lived in a little house in Happy Hill Garden. 21 Men Street. And we didn't have a whole lot at all. But all we had was we had each other and we had love. That is what we had. And we had to work very hard to get where we are now. And it's only been by God's grace. And a lot of people, you know, they they, they talk and don't know, don't think we know, but we know. And it was cool. But, you know... I wouldn't take anything for for it because it made us appreciate where we are now. We had to work very hard and God God's favor has been upon us. But we've been what what this journey has shown us is that um if if you trust God mm. um he 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 will direct your path. It's not always an easy path, but he will direct it. And he truly is a reward of those that seek him. And so we do know that. It's not always easy. And God knows um, that um, we, we've seen the rough, but we've also seen um, the great and we've seen the blessings. And so um, we're very grateful for that. And so we say all of that to say when you when you run into... In your relationships, things, step back and see, is it something that that you can control or is it out of your control? And then the other thing is this too, can you all fight this together? Because mm. you, you can, you can win. Hey, John. Hey, John. You can win a whole lot better. If you if you all are fighting together against the enemy as versus fighting each other. And the thing is truly understanding what you can and cannot control and accepting it. Um WAWG. We all we got. That's that's us. That's we us. all we got. So the thing Dr. Kim says is God always shows up. Are you willing to lay both the things you can control and the things you cannot control at his feet for his input, his guidance, and his miracles? Wow. So not only what you can't control, but can you lay at his feet what you can control? And that's hard. Because it's easy on the stuff you can't control. Say, God, I give this to you because I can't do nothing about it. But what about the stuff you truly can control? The stuff that you that, that's in your hands. Can you lay that and say, I have faith to do this? It's easy to have faith when you control it. <laughs> yeah, but can you just say, just hand it over and 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 leave it? Yeah, um, that's the hardest things, you know, for, for, for I believe for many, many believers, first off, but for many couples too, you know, to trust God uh, literally when you can't trace him um, in, in a space where you're normally in control. Um, so um, I got to get the charge. I'm about to go to bed. Okay. Oh, so. that's good.
Yeah, so you have to, that's something you really have to keep in mind because you don't, you don't want to miss out on what you really could, uh, could have, um, because you, you don't want to give up or you don't want to allow, uh, God to have his way so really it really just allowing allowing him to to have control um yo oh, crap it just locked it's gone. oh it's gone. see if you can catch him <laughs> 